Hello and welcome, Freedom Fighters. George Mikoski, Blinda Flaherty here, live. As we go live every Thursday, week in, week out. If you're watching live, please type in hashtag live. And for the people watching the replay, type in hashtag replay. We're going to talk about the budget and everything you need to know. Ah, the good old budget, so budget pants. Budget. Balance the budget. You know, one, uh, there's one thing. You know who's helped the budget the most? If anyone wants to tell type me. in and tell and give me an idea, tell me because I know, and you're going to be, it's going to be hilarious when you find so out. So say the, say the question again for the for the viewers. Who has helped the budget the most? Who has Who's, helped the budget? There's, one, there's actually one person. There's one person in the world, not in Australia, who's actually helped the budget. Oh, someone wrote. Um, and, he's, and he's not a very popular man either. <laughs> Someone's put um, home buyers. I tell you, I tell you, it was Putin. Putin. Yes, Why? he's actually. Because a lot, of, a lot of the money that we've made recently is because of coal, gas, iron ore, and the ah. reason that's gone up, and the reason we're selling so much is because Russia and Ukraine are having that little. Tiff and not happening. I shouldn't say tiff. They're having a war. It's a terrible a thing. I don't want to um, diminish it, but yeah. There of you go. course, absolutely. So, wow, that's fascinating. Oh. You, don't, you don't think about that kind of stuff. I mean, I've got an amazing friend. I, yep, go. I've got an amazing friend in um, in uh, Holland, and um, you know, she took in a whole uh, family of uh, a wife, a woman, and her daughter, and. It's, you know, they've, they've had to leave their homes. They're all kind of going back slowly now, but we don't see the severity of it here in Australia when, you know, when you're in actually Europe, people are just got nowhere to live, going to different countries. Yeah, yeah it's, it's terrible, terrible. But I did predict this when the war started, that it's going to help Australia. Yes. Um, and that but, it was going to help our economy. So what's let's give you a little bit of a breakdown of the budget and what's happening and people can ask their questions what 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 does let's just get back to basics i mean what's the point of even doing a federal budget what does it mean okay well the budget right the budget is there so they can so what happens is the government either has it as a surplus or a shortfall each year right then they've got to balance the books and the budget is like doing like when a company does its profit and loss statement Yep. So the budget's really a national profit and loss statement. But also, yeah, right. it's um, what they're going to spend. You know, a, a company will get together, they'll do their profit loss, they'll do their planning, and they'll go, okay, are we going to spend money towards ads? Are we going to do more marketing? Are we going to um, hire more staff? Budget's the same thing, where the government says, okay, we're going to spend more money in this or that. You know, we're going to build more roads, or we're going to hire more staff, things like that. Right? So this budget was interesting because they didn't really have any explicit provisions for housing or first home enterprise, which is yeah. very unusual. Now, yeah, right. one thing about this budget, they're injecting more money into the economy than what they're taking out, right? So this could actually increase interest rates even more, which is going to in turn inc- could increase rents, which therefore could increase property prices. Very so interesting. Knock on effect, yes. So they've got an increase in rent assistance for low-income earners. That's included in the budget, right? Yep. But what what this could probably mean is they'll just boost demand for rental properties and potentially lead to high rents anyway and balance it out. Yeah, right. 
right? Because because the rental assistance, they can afford more. Because let's face it, it's um rental. It's a rental crisis at the moment. Yeah, we know that. We've seen that in the stats. We see it with our members. The whole lot. Yeah, so the budget hasn't really got a massive impact on property prices as per se. However, there was a few sneaky things done in the budget, which I'm going to talk about later. Those those little sneaky things actually could make a big difference to what's happening. Yeah, right. Right? So, um, because it's quite, I mean, it's very complex the way it works. Yep. Um, and look, I, I mean, you know, I suppose really most of these people that are on this channel, they, there's, you know, the budget can go through, you know, self-defence and, you know, defence force and welfare, but I suppose really what we want to know is, you know, how does it affect the, every, you know, everyday people, investors doing what they're doing? Okay. Well, okay. How's it going to affect... Well, this is the one thing that the federal budget did, okay? It sneakily increased Australia's long-term net overseas migration, which we call NOM, N-O-M. Great name, is that? NOM, NOM. NOM, NOM. <laughs> net oh, overseas migration. I say migration. that all the time. So their projection was 235,000 a year to 260,000 a year. So they've increased it. So they've increased right? people coming to Australia, like immigrants. Yes, so this projection is going to arrive after two years of a record nom for 22-2023, right? Wow. So we're going to have, between 22-23 and 23-24, we're going to have 715,000 net migrants land Australia of those two years. Wow. Nearly a million people. Wow. Right? So what does already, that mean? We've already got a rental crisis. Yes. What so, does that say? So um, basically, what does that say? We need to invest in more property because <laughs> we're going right. to need more housing. So, yes. So luckily, one good thing about the budget is they didn't touch, um, what do you call it, um, depreciation. They didn't touch tax deductions for, for landlords, which is a smart thing, finally, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because... You know, the Greens, you know, they've got no plan to help the lower socioeconomic because they usually help. You know, they're the guys helping the guy at the bottom, you know what I mean? That's, what's, that's what they're supposed to be doing. But a rental freeze is going to make it worse, right? Absolutely. A rental freeze. That's right. And they've got a housing fund where they're going to build 6,000 houses. Yay. Wow. Well done. 6,000 houses. Yeah. yeah. That's... Uh, not even going to touch the sides. That's exactly right. It's like yeah, small yeah. fry. Yeah. So, um, so guess what? The biggest, so the biggest um, extra money we got was from iron ore, coal, gas, all that. However, who is the biggest source of revenue for the government now? It's a new source of revenue, and it's actually you watching right now. Personal income tax. Wow. We pay more than $300 billion in personal income tax, and that's over 50% of Australia's revenue. You know why? A thing called bracket creep. Say that again? There's a thing called bracket creep. Creep right? or creep? Like, creep, 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 creep. Creep, creep. Not up ship creep. 
<laughs> yep. And look, uh, you're keeping your um, ideas. You're going to keep the questions because I'm going yep, to go I've, through I've this got first. All the questions, guys. All the questions, exactly. Yeah. So don't yeah, worry, guys. Keep asking. We're going to go through the question Q and A later on. Uh, what I want to do is talk about bracket creep, right? So what bracket creep is is as your income goes up, you're going in higher tax brackets and paying more tax. And what what so so you know how they say if you make over a certain amount, you're going to pay more tax. Well, yep. wages are going up, obviously, because the cost of living. However, the tax bracket isn't going up. It's staying the same. So, therefore, more people are in the higher tax bracket paying more tax. And that's how the government does it. Yeah, wow. Right? So, they reckon that bracket creep is going to take $6.3 billion from the pay packets of workers 2023 by 2031 by 2031 and 32. Wow. Yes. So there was one thing um, the government was talking about, and unfortunately they didn't do anything about it, and I really think this is a very important thing, is, and this will help Australia immensely. Yep. And that's a, the ab abolition of stamp duty. Yep. Because stamp duty stops people from moving in the property market, right? Yes. Because every time you buy or sell, it costs a lot of money. Yep. Right? So what's happening is there's a lot of baby boomers that have got massive houses, but they don't want to do anything because it's going to cost too much. Now, stamp duty, um, if they got rid of stamp duty, it would release another $10 billion in the economy because of what it's stalling. Wow. Right? So I'm hoping they do that. That's that's. I mean, look, we all know that we're one of the highest taxing countries in the world, so those stats that you're talking about, that's... Um... Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy though when you start breaking it down like that. We've we've got a couple of questions. Okay, go, let's do it. So um, the one of them one was the word on the street is interest rates are going to drop by the end of the year. Look, that could happen. It's interesting what happened recently. So the Reserve Bank dropped interest. Um, didn't drop interest rates, just stayed, and now they put them up again, out of nowhere, out of the blue. And I think what they were trying to do is scare everyone and say, hey. Don't even think about relaxing. Just watch this space. It was sort of like a whipit.com, right? Yeah. So it was just, a, I think it was like um, out of nowhere, crazy. I don't even know why they did it. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Look, at the end of the day, you know, interest rates are high for the last 10 years. Yep. But if you look at the last 40 years, they're actually quite low at the moment. Yeah. And People don't realise. And you've got to look at the long term. The short term doesn't matter. It's the long term. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Yep. Um, okay, another question. So with all this house pricing rising, how do we house these people when the rent is all-time highs? Okay. Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. And look, at, at the end of the day, the, the heroes in this whole equation are the property investors because they're actually working hard, saving a deposit, using their hard-earned cash, risking themselves to buy property in order to house people, right? Yeah. I've had it enough of people trying to bag property, um, you know, people that buy property and rent it out, you know yeah. what I mean? Because we're not living in Mr. Scrooge from England from 200 years ago where there's all these really wealthy 
homeowners. Yeah, the average Australian is who is helping the other average Australians get a rental property. Mm-hmm. And you know, if people are against that, well, why don't you switch off now? Because there's no point listening to us. Because really, at the end exactly. of the day, I really think we're doing a public good. We need to buy and build more properties so we can house everyone. That's what we need to do. Absolutely. One for immigration, for the Australians already living here, for everyone. That's what we need to yep. do. Absolutely. Another question. Look, I know we're on the budget tonight, but is there any chance you could talk about the US and them reaching their debt ceiling? The BRICS alliance and BRICS alliance. BRICS alliance for the potential of oil to be traded to yarn over USD and the effects on Australia, or is this a topic too loud, large and need a separate live? Yeah, look, it's 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 a quite an interesting topic. And funny enough, I, I was when I was in Brisbane recently, I had a chat to um, our super strategist and we were talking about, you know, the petrodollar and how the petrodollar can affect things and what's happening at the moment in the world. So it's probably too complicated topic to touch right here. I'll have to do it on one of my other, other shows. But um, okay, thank you for so asking. Great questions. We'll, uh, we'll save that for another because that's a big can of worms there to go into. Another one is, isn't stamp duty a state-based thing? Yes, yes, it is state-based. But what the federal government's trying to do is abolish stamp duty, turn it into a land tax on a yearly way, and that way, one, you don't have to pay in a big lump sum because the problem with stamp duty is you've got to, when you buy a property, you've got to pay heaps of money up front. So yep. instead of doing that, what they do is divide it over a long term and you pay it off year by year. So the government's getting money over and over, but you can sell and buy as you please and it's not going to cost you a fortune. So it doesn't penalise people. Because um, funny enough, I mean, the house next door went for sale recently and there's no stamp duty because it's slightly bigger than my house by one and a half metres width. Yep. Not long. And but I would have just bought it, right, and moved yep. over. Except I would have had to pay, how much do you have to pay under $3 million? I don't know. A lot of money, right, stamp duty. I need a calculator for that one. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's not worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay $3 million, then pay another couple of hundred thousand dollars, which is stupid. So it would make life a lot easier. And um, people would buy and sell more often. And at the moment, all the baby boomers are living in big houses on their own. Their families have moved out. They'd love to downsize, but stamp duty is stopping them. So imagine um, there's all these big houses of one person. If they move, then there's more room for families, and then suddenly we get more houses to rent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a little shout-out to Cathy, one of my favourite. Hello, Hi, Cathy. Hello, Cathy. Um, she actually has been really active here today, so thank you so much. We love your support and your questions she actually just wrote in the 90s i was paying over 19 percent interest so there you go kids you anyone go. complaining about today's interest rates that's right so someone said half a question but i can't see the rest of it yeah, we've got a half a question so george if i earn more money in my business and yes um, that's good if you earn more money in your business that's and that's a good thing there and go. and 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 absolutely. okay so let me finish off this budget Let's keep going. If you've got questions, put them in and we'll, um, we'll go through them after. So this is the deal. So basically, property prices have stabilised. Perfect. But property developers are falling over left, right and centre, caught between the rising costs and fixed price contracts. So there's a lot of houses currently being constructed, but only a few new ones starting. That's the problem. So with record immigration, supply looks like it's going to be very tight for a long time. Yeah, right. Right, Yes. 
rents are increasing rapidly and they got more. Now, the Australian economies have handled high interest rates well to date, but how high can they go and how high can they affect it? That's the question. Um, two places where rents probably not, uh, hasn't been going up much is Canberra and Hobart. They've mm -hmm. got uh, started to get a few vacancies and the rental market's starting to ease up a bit, which is good for them. And that's it. Yeah, I've actually been speaking to a few members and, you know, obviously when Melbourne went into lockdown, we lost a lot of Melbourneites. They kind of spread out and yes. you know, areas like Ballarat and Bendigo and Mildura started to go a little bit more kind of crazy. And we actually have got members, if you're in the crowd tonight, um, who were telling me that they had properties in Mildura that, you know, would normally rent for three, 400. They were getting six, 700. The funny thing is now those people are starting to come back into the city again. So it's all starting to balance out. Yep. So one more question. Okay. Go. Great. George, you reckon wages will also go up as interest rates continue to rise? This Look, should hopefully balance out. It has to, right? Good question. I mean, we're putting more money into the economy than out of the economy, which usually means inflation. However, this is the deal. We're having 700 thousand immigrants coming to Australia, which is going to actually make some jobs um, actually less money to hire people because there's more competition. So when you flood the labour market, wages normally go down or stay stagnant. And the reason wages went up during COVID is because we cut all the immigration out. So that's what pushed it up. We had a, we had a shortage of labour. Um, that shortage will be corrected over the next two years, and there won't be a shortage. So I don't believe wages will go up much. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, Ken just came in with that when, when you mentioned it. Yeah, 149000 yeah. So three, what was it, $3.5 million house? You'll pay stamp duty of 149 grand stamp duty. Woof, that's a lot of stampy. That's yeah, a lot yeah. of stampy pants. Exactly, exactly. All right, is this this... Is this rental crisis is likely to go for another five to five to ten years? Do you think? Look, look, you never know what the government's going to do, right? So at the moment they've done nothing special, but at least they've kept um, tax deductions. If the government were to say, "Hey, let's give bigger tax deductions for property owners, and let's yep. get the RBA to drop interest rates," then there'll be more activity in the market, which could fix this rental crisis. But at the moment. We're about 150,000 properties short with another 700,000 people coming. 750,000 people, that doesn't mean we need 700,000 houses because we usually need one dwelling per three people. Mm -hmm. So it's still over 200,000 properties we need and we only got only got 150 below now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, another question while we're on a roll. Um how does a building firm balance between fixed price contracts and build to build, build to build, build to build? And how does positive property select builders? Yeah, look, hopefully um, this one doesn't collapse. So far, we've been very lucky, and we haven't collapsed. We've got relationships with builders that we've been going on for a long time, which is good. But also, um, you know, if we keep an eye on our builders and what's happening, but. I, I, we would, what we would do is if we had to, we would negotiate the builder and work it out, even if we had to pay more for the property instead of getting caught in the mid, mid 
And we did it once, actually. We had a property, um, some properties went up at one of our developments. Yes. We, ne we negotiated. People had to pay another 10 grand to keep their property or they could cancel the contract. Luckily, they didn't cancel because they've gone up quite a bit. But yeah. um, we communicate a lot with the builders and our members. And because of that, we're always fine-tuning things and making sure things work out. Because at the end of the day, funny enough, you've got to make sure the builder is profitable You've got to make sure our clients get a good deal. So we're always on that fine line because at the end of the day, it has to be a win-win. Otherwise, it's not going to work long-term. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Look, we've got to go to our private group. We and sure I'm, do. I'm, funny enough, in our private group, I'm about to give our private group some prediction about what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, quick question. So then we continue to raise our rentals on our properties? Yes. I'm guessing until tenants, tenants go to protest against excessive rental instruments. Yeah, look, unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. And if you see what's happening in the market, property um, rental prices have gone up quite a bit. I've had quite a few properties go up over $100 per week, um, yeah. even more. So We've definitely heard a lot of that so stuff. That's just the way it is. I've had people 30, go 30% up 30% in the last 12 months. Yeah, we've seen some crazy it's things in this market. Some rents have doubled like it's crazy. And it has, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And so... Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I mean, I get set people saying when's the best time to buy property and, and you could say, what, 20 years ago, but when's the next time to buy property? Now, right now. Now's the time. So um, at the end of the day, that's it. What I'm doing next, I want to announce what we're doing is we're, we, we're, we're doing our two-day workshop in Bali, 8th and 9th of Oof. November. Excellent, excellent. Um, now, I've got limited tickets to the general public because most of it's going to be our private members. But if you want more details, type in hashtag Bali. If you want to um, go to Bali, learn about property, learn about finances, tax, get a tax deduction, have a great day, it's a really um, awesome opportunity. I think we've run out of time. We can't answer any more questions. Uh, I can't. Maybe just one cheeky one. Uh, it was the one from before. So let, we've got two minutes before we stop. So, sorry, George, if I earn more money in my business and go into another tax bracket, why can I get an invoice from the government, 10% off GST, I collect for them? Yeah, no, I'm we can't do that. Collector yeah, yeah. for not getting that's paid. Good. We can't do yeah. that anyway. No, impossible. Um, that's just the way it is. We're in the, one of the highly most taxed countries in the world. We're just going to deal with it. Hey, but with the we're the lucky country and you pay to be here. That's right. So at the end of the day, if you want to come to Bali, type in bar, hashtag Bali. Uh, hashtag Bali. Next hashtag week Bali. I'll be revealing all. And I'm giving away two tickets to our Bali event for the 8th and 9th of November. It's going to be great. Oof. How do we win that? I'm going to talk about it next next week. Oof, next week. So Yay. join us live next week. We'll show you. Okay. We're going to get going. Oh, Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Um, hope it's a good budget for you. Hope you're doing well. And we'll see you next Thursday. Same bat time, Excellent. same bat channel. Love it. Thanks, Georgie. Awesome. Bye.